Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Redefine Your Life podcast, where we will talk about navigating the human experience supernaturally. I'm Julia. And I'm Faith, and we will be discussing how balancing our physical and metaphysical realities can bring more fun, joy, and abundance into your everyday life. Namaste. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Redefine Your Life. Today, Faith and I have a special guest with us. (laughs) (laughs) This is my cousin, Sam. Her name is Samantha Scadden, and she has been my bestie like my whole life. We've always been super close. And I brought Sam on this journey with me right after I started because I noticed that I was beginning to change my life and make things better along my path in spiritualism. And so I got a hold of Sam and I was like, Hey, I've got some crazy, cool, awesome stuff happening. And you like need to be a part of this. So she hopped on the, the beautiful spiritualism train with me. And we've just kind of been going along and learning together and teaching each other things every day as we grow. And Sam has developed some awesome gifts, which are being a psychic medium and becoming the grim reaper and helping through life and death. And I find that so fascinating. So our first question today for you, Sam, is going to be, if money didn't matter and we lived in a society where your worth was not valued through money, how would you make your contributions to society? What would your job be? I would definitely do something with animals. I've always had an interest in animals. And I, I mean, I do, I like people, but like animals are <laughs> where it's at. Yeah. If you wanted to share one thing with the world, what would your message be? Um, well, when I was younger, before I knew about my gifts, I always was afraid of the dark because I thought, or I felt always watched. Mm-hmm. And so that being said, I, my message would be not to be afraid and not to, you know, of the dark because you feel like you're being watched because I mean, you might just have a beautiful gift. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's very true. I know I was always terrified of the dark when I was growing up too. I slept with the lights on every night until I was about 16 because I was so terrified of the dark and like struggling with sleep paralysis and things like that. And I'm so thankful to spiritualism for giving me that part of myself that I didn't even know that I had, that I could sleep with the lights off and not be afraid of the dark and just be this bold, confident woman. Like there is nothing to be afraid of. So I love that message and thank you for sharing that when do you feel the most in your power I will definitely be when I'm like connected with spirit or with like animals or people that are passing when their spirit is lifting I mean like when they're passing I can just feel their spirit lifting before they pass completely so when that happens I just feel very connected and then so With my grandpa, when he's around, that especially, I feel very connected. And in my house, because they all come to me, Mm -hmm. spirits in general. And my shower, especially, because you're very, I guess, open to receiving, because you're very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And just in that, like, autopilot, just clear mind, Mm -hmm. not really thinking about anything. Yeah, being open completely. Yeah, so that's when they really 
come at you. <laughs> and especially in my, well, in my bedroom because of the lady in my dresser, wardrobe, <laughs> whatever you want to call her or call it. We got, uh, my boyfriend and I got free, like a free bed set and a very nice, expensive, yeah. old, like solid oak wood, gorgeous detailing and everything like for free, for free. Could you imagine like the, just this nice, beautiful set just given to you? But little did Sam know. <laughs> yeah, the wardrobe, my, my wardrobe, because he got the other stuff, but I opened it immediately. I mean, you don't know, you don't have to open it. You just have to show up at my house and you know, but if you open it, she, she's there. And now... I open it for her to breathe or well actually now she doesn't even have to have it open because she just feels so welcome so she just hangs out in my room and does what she does and stands in the corner or oh, I know that damn corner <laughs> <laughs> she just chills and she just watches me and I mean she's a nice lady yeah I don't know she, yeah she's slowly giving me more information Absolutely. so do you do you feel like she presented to you or do you feel like that happened like that that gift was given to you the the dresser to help this woman well I feel like she attached herself to that wardrobe for a reason because I mean well it's beautiful first of all (laughs) and second of all um I don't know if she wants help or she's just I she definitely has never been able to like communicate with someone because she just is like very standoffish at first and she slowly well she recognizes that I can see her and feel her and communicate with her but she is very Stand standoffish but when I first got it I was so excited to show faith I was like you have to see meet my lady and she's just slowly I'm getting more information so I mean I don't know currently but like maybe eventually she'll let me in slowly she's been moving closer to me and she I'm waiting for her to like lean into me and show me her her life story do you want to explain to her like how that happens to you and how that's happened in the past um I had a spirit come up to me. I was laying in bed and uh, I was actually trying to go to sleep, but she came up to me and she just leaned into me and touched me. And she just showed me her whole life. And like, it was just like a video in my head. And I was her in this scenario, but she showed me everything. And that's all she wanted. She just wanted me to see her life story. And after that, she left. That was it. I just got chills. So she was going to do that the other day, but I felt really sick and gross. So I asked her to not, and she respected that. So that was really nice. But now I'm just waiting for her to come back and want to show you again. Yeah. Yeah. She's just waiting. She's watching and being a good lady. (laughs) (laughs) She's very nice, though. I really don't get any kind of bad vibes or anything from her. They say majority are just like these mischievous you know, they, they mess with things, but they're really harmless. She actually didn't do anything. <laughs> she, she's just, she's just there. She's just like, hi guys. <laughs> she walks back and forth and she's just there. But speaking of uh, mischievous spirits, uh, Sam and I decided to go to Lilydale the other day. We don't know. Lilydale is a spiritual community where I think that they have like 50 something psychics on their roster that just live there, like psychic mediums who are residents of this community and it's gated. So they have a summer season where you have to go in and like pay to walk around and see the psychics. And they have this beautiful thing there called inspiration 
Operation Stump. And so I was really excited to take Sam there. And with her developing her gifts and being a medium, I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. And like, we can go walk by the pet cemetery and see if you can make a connection or anything and try to grow your gifts. So that was what we set out to do. And we accidentally ended up bringing a, <laughs> bringing a lady home with us. She had, we sat in all these benches that surround the inspiration stump. And that's where the mediums will speak. They'll stand up on top of the stump and they'll give mass readings to the crowds that come there. Just whoever comes through, you know how it goes. And so we were sitting in the front row and nobody was there. It's not in season currently. So it was just us there. And we just kind of closed our eyes and got into a little bit of a open-minded, meditative, relaxed state and just saw what came through to us. And I don't consider myself to be a medium. So I was very surprised when I got my, my elbow about ripped off <laughs> and I felt someone like walk up to me and just like try to pull me around. And I was like, what is what is this? Like, this is really weird. And then she tried to give me her name and all I got was an M. And I was like, it's, it's not, it's like, it's something weird. It's something different, something I'm not familiar with. And it starts with an M. I'm like, I've got M E. I was like, maybe it's like a Megan, but I know it's not Megan. And then it came to me Medina. And then I turned around and I looked at the bench that I was sitting on and it had her name wrote on it. And her last name was Medina. And that was the first name that was on that plaque. So I was like, okay. <laughs> well, my bench was, uh, I don't remember their names. I was, well, this stump, I, it's for mediums. And I just felt like I wasn't uh, worthy to touch it yet, if that makes sense. And I felt called to my bench. Um, and I went over there and I sat there and I was just, you know, getting into like a meditative state and just chilling and and I felt this two spirits that were there well there was three people on that bench but uh I was just chilling waiting for them to come and I'm like you guys can touch me and I always do the symbol of uh life and that's just that's just what came to me and that's I've always done it so and I was just like you guys can touch me and I was just put my hands out and they're just poking my hand <laughs> And it was almost like they're like, you're, you're a baby medium. Cause you know, I'm still, they're just like, what is this? I'm still learning. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh, I can touch this stump now. Like I felt like I was worthy because it was like a test. A little bit of that imposter syndrome type of thing coming through. And they're like, Hey, you know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. You, you and got when it. I was doing, after they poked me, I, cause it was both, there was two, it was a man and a woman. They were just trying to come in at the same time. So I was like flashing back and forth their faces. And I'm like, okay. And then they left. And after that, I went and I touched the stump. And it was a lot of energy just pulsating through my bones, all through my body. And then what's her name? Medina. Mm -hmm. She came over because Faith was still sitting on her bench. And she grabbed my arm. Sorry. <laughs> grabbed my arm. And she's like, you need to come over here yeah like pulled her to me and I just knew I needed to touch faith so she could see mm -hmm. everything else I couldn't see it that wasn't my message yeah. I could feel it I just couldn't see so I needed to give her 
the energy or the yeah the power the to power see. to see it all she grabbed onto my hand I didn't even know my eyes were closed and like I knew that she was coming over to sit by me but also I could feel that she was right behind me uh the the Medina woman and she actually grabbed a piece of my hair on this side and like curled it around and I could feel her like playing with my hair and as soon as Sam grabbed onto my hand I could see her standing there like clear as day right in front of me and then I started crying because she was upset and that was the emotion that she was giving me and so I was like why am I crying <laughs> this is ridiculous I just feel like I want to ball my eyes out right now uh, I would say that my gift is claircognance so I get these messages like directly brought to my head and it's like I clearly know the answer without a doubt in my mind what something is and so I heard her tell me something along the lines of like I could feel her emotions and I knew that she was struggling and that she needed help and that something was wrong and out of place there that she was strong enough to reach out to me and try to find some sort of help. So I did want to talk to you about your relationship with your grandpa. I know you mentioned him earlier and I feel like it's very important to put that out into the world specifically because I feel like he is responsible for starting you beginning to grow that gift of being a medium. Well, the I guess the biggest thing that happened that was well obviously I'm never gonna forget it was the time he touched my face I when anytime he is near me I instantly know like my whole body just tangles I know instantly I don't have to see him I just I feel him I mean you you just have the instant connection with some spirits and I just I mean sometimes I smell and sometimes I see him but I always feel him and uh, when he showed up actually a song that reminds me of him was playing and I just was bawling because I mean he passed obviously and I'll, I was sad that day and he showed up I'm gonna try and do this without crying <laughs> he showed up as he does and he I put my hand on my face because I mean I was really upset and he just walked over and he placed his hand on the other side of my face and that was life-changing so that was a huge moment for me and that was probably close to two years ago now there was this ritual that I was doing it was a full moon ritual where we had all the candles laid out and we did the uh, the circle of life spread and it was just to sit with the moon and feel at peace and my goal was to ask the moon to help shine the light on my path of developing my gifts this was also about two years ago and as soon as I asked for the gift to grow in my claircognience as soon as I opened my eyes and looked up from the candle I looked at Sam she was sitting directly in front of me and I saw him standing behind her with his hand on her shoulder just like this and I saw him there and he just he looked at peace and he looked content and happy and it was still I think about it and I'm like covered in goosebumps because he's definitely there he's a very clear part of your life and I think that that's beautiful he's definitely one of my guardians I was gonna say it sounds like he is yeah Yeah. amongst your spirit guides yeah yeah either in your spirit guides or amongst your guardian angels watching for sure helping guide you Mm -hmm. I was just very glad that I got to witness that as well (laughs) and he was also there with the like the re how do you say it 
Reiki. Is that right? Reiki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He came and he was, when we did that, he was the one who worked on me with you. Oh yeah. Um, I do remember that session. We did yeah. a session, um, distance session with Sam. And when I opened the container for the Reiki session yeah. and she told me this afterwards, but she felt the presence of some spirits come in and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if one it was of my grandpa. Was grandpa. It mm-hmm. was as soon as he showed up, I knew. Mm. And I jumped because he touched me and I wasn't ready for it, but I mean, <laughs> it was him. Um, I also kind of wanted to talk today about your adventures with your animals and your familiars and like how I feel like that is another very strong gift that you have. Um, he, well, Lucifer was born in a house fire. His whole litter was, so he was a rescue um, and he ended up having epilepsy really bad. So he was under a year old. But he passed in, well, like an epilepsy, my God, (laughs) an epilepsy episode. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad thing that he passed. It just was unfortunate because he was so young and very attached to you. Yeah, he was my baby. He always needed me. He was always up my butt. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just was very needy, I guess. And I... (laughs) loved him dearly and then ivy was also a rescue she was actually thrown out at four weeks old in the snow and uh so she was just a rescue so she was the mother not his mother but like a mother figure and she passed actually the next day and she what we were i figured out I just, I know it in my heart and like, I feel it in my soul is that the reason she passed as well is because Lucifer needed the mother to help him like on his journey to. In the afterlife. Yeah. yeah. In the afterlife, because I wasn't there as his mother to do that. Mm -hmm. And he needed me as his mother constantly. I just could not understand for the life of me why Ivy had to go to and then making that connection that it was because he needed her to walk mm-hmm. him through the door to the afterlife. And I just mm-hmm. got chills again. Yeah, I, I figured that out pretty quickly. It just was still hard to. Hard to accept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because losing both of them so quickly was just not an easy thing to go through. But I see Lucifer all the time. Ivy, I see randomly. She's, I mean, she was always just off in the distance doing whatever. And, but Lucy always, I see him all the time. He rubs on me. He makes messes. He <laughs> still wrecks my house sometimes. Not around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I see him all the time. And then the other night, um, my, my cats own my bed. So they're just laying on my bed. And Diablo, one of my other cats, was laying on the corner of my bed. And I was just putting stuff away. And my lady in the dresser was chilling in the corner of the room like she does, just watching. And I walked by and I just pet Diablo. And I took one step and I realized I didn't pet Diablo. I I pet Lucifer. I felt his presence. I felt well, he was long haired and I, I just felt everything that was Lucifer. And I like, I smiled and I just said, thank you. Because I, I never expected to ever like touch him again. Cause I knew I could, or they can touch me. I knew that, but I never knew or expected to be able to touch 
him or any kind of spiritual being yeah. in general but his whole presence the energy the well the feel it was it was lucifer 110 percent, and it was amazing it's just one of those things that you just know yeah it just was like him. with the claircognance thing it's just like the answer is just there immediately without a doubt mm-hmm. or a question yeah I feel like what makes um animals so special is that you know as much as people can be like oh it's just a dog or it's just a cat or it's just a fish or whatever animal it is that is your pet you know it's like at the end of the day though as humans and connecting to other souls on the earth the connection is only as strong and as deep as we allow and as we open Mm -hmm. up to it you know so you might have an animal that you're like well, it's my companion and it's, it's my dog and he's stupid or whatever, like whatever you're projecting onto your animal, like it, it might not be the truth of your actual animal. You have to be open to all of the energetic, almost wisdom that our animals provide. They don't speak yeah. to us in the same way that people do. Sure. They're not sophisticated intellectually. Like we are as people, they don't have the ability to speak and make cognitive thoughts, but like, that doesn't mean that there isn't an inherent intelligence in the animals yeah, and that they don't have something to provide for us. And I just, I was listening to you talk and it was so interesting how you said your animal, um, connected with the spirit of your other animal. And I was like, wow, like that actually, like something clicked in my mind with my cat where I was having a really rough day. Um, last week when I came home from work and I just like emotionally was just exhausted, you know, and my cat is very much a cat. So she can be a bitch and she can be really nice and cuddly sometimes too, but <laughs> you know, like she has her moments of, I want to be your companion and leave me alone. I'm sick. And know that is. But <laughs> exactly. So she actually, she, she gets attitude because I'm not around and stuff like that. But then as soon as she can tell that I'm energetically off the attitude, like goes out the window and she's just kind of like, around to like comfort me and she can actually tell mm-hmm. when we're really stressed out. So I got home and I was so stressed out and she was actually like she seemed stressed out too. And I was yeah. just like why is my cat so stressed out? Like she's just been home all day. Like she's a cat. She just sleeps all day. Like what is there to be stressed about? But I really think that she was absorbing some of my energy and helping mm-hmm. me move through that the way that my dog used to and Sometimes she'll sleep with me in the bed, but she never usually sleeps like on me. It's just like near me. And that night she slept. I I sleep on my belly sometimes and I like have my leg bent and she slept in like the nook of my knee where my dog always slept every Mm -hmm. single night, like when I was growing up and it was like so comforting. And like, I finally fell asleep. I was like, kind of like soft sobbing in the bed, like, like like really crying. The dog was projecting through your, yeah, like I Mm -hmm. felt exactly. And it was really weird because I was like, you know, like for a while I used to think, oh, maybe my cat is like my dog's soul reincarnate, but that can't be the case because they were alive at the same time. Oh yeah. Like that can't be the case necessarily, but what you just said makes a lot of sense because then maybe that's what that moment was where I yeah. felt my dog's spirit through my cat. And I was just like, what? Like, yeah. so that was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that because you just a little light bulb moment for me. Yep. <laughs> that's beautiful. The last thing that I really wanted to make sure that we talk about is becoming the reaper. <laughs> this is my favorite thing ever. It's the most special thing to me because I've never heard of anybody having this gift before of like being a, a death doula and having that natural, like you can learn how to become a death doula and like take the classes to, for like um, hospice for that, that would be a death doula position. But 
having it as a gift, I've never, oh, Sam, tell the story. I'm getting worked up. <laughs> um, well, I feel like I've always just been able to feel it. Like when people are, people or animals are dying, I just feel like they're soul lifting, but it's really, really become very noticeable. And like when I arrive somewhere and say someone's pet just died and I just, I don't know it as a fact, but I arrived there. I just, I know. I just step out of the vehicle. I mm-hmm. instantly know. And I mean, that could be part of being a medium as well, but in general, I just, I know, but I just had a litter of puppies and three runts that weren't very healthy, but um, they didn't make it in the end, but uh, we, I mean, we tried. And when they, I held them when they were dying and I was trying to get them to obviously make it, but anytime they were starting to pass every single one of them. I mean, the worst part about it is you have to be there and you feel the suffering, but every single time one would start to go, you feel, or I would feel the, the soul lifting. And then when I feel the soul lifting, I know so that I'm just there to peace or just keep them calm and be there to be their peace. Supporting them. Yeah. Yeah, Supporting the transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the worst part about it is just, you know, you got to be there and watch them suffer. But yeah, she was uh, texting me every time that she knew when she felt that moment. And then it was like within an hour they were gone. Yeah. And that was really tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I told Sam that I feel like even though she had to go through this horrible, really sad, awful thing with them, I feel like it was in part to teach her and help her grow and like be actually hands on and be that gate, that portal, that person that transfers them to the next. Every single, I feel like every single time something happens like that, I feel more or well, stronger, I guess, in a sense, I feel more energized and connected it's just unfortunate that has to happen to grow. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like as the Reaper, the Reaper doesn't see this. He sees all of the sides to it. You can't just like help through a supportive good death, like in a natural way. Like sometimes there are like what we struggled with. And we talked about is that it felt like they were born just to die. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as the Reaper, that was a part of it. Right. And something that she had to see and go through to embody that. Absolutely. Yeah, there's always a balancing of these lives. And mm-hmm. you're right. It's, it's, it's sad because we are attached to the idea of life. And I think because we are such grateful beings to be here and to have this life that sometimes to feel the suffering of something else, another animal, another person, and to see the life force leaving can be gut-wrenchingly sad mm-hmm right but yeah like you said reminding yourself that you're growing through this and for a reason to help you become better capable better equipped to help people who are suffering more yeah to do so peacefully and to find peace in the process of dying because you know becoming accepting of death is one of the hardest things that we do as humans I think because we always want to bargain for more time. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job accepting it because anytime, well, I'm a farm girl and I've grown up on it. And my aunt recently lost one of her goats. And I mean, I've done this for a long time, but I tell her, you know, or she had a baby goat born the same day. And I said, 
that uh, with death, his new life becomes, you know, a new beginning. And that is exactly what happens with death is yeah. new life every single time. And honoring a life for it being a life, no matter how long it was on the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And truly just, right? Like, oh, goosebumps. But just, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like really honoring that, like, even, I mean, it's so sad when I hear stories about, like, you know, mothers delivering stillborn babies and mm-hmm. just like different types of things where it's just like, like you said, this, it feels like this thing was born to die. But like, aren't we all born to die? Yeah. It's just all a matter of time of when it happens, right? right? And how much we experience before that. So maybe the fact that you gave those creatures, right? Like you gave those creatures compassion and love while they were going through the transition of life to death, even though it was a short time on this earth. Mm -hmm. I think that was what was beautiful about your gift in that situation. Yeah. When I was younger, um, I was sleeping at the time. So I didn't even, uh, see it happen but my my sister and I shared a room and my brother was next to me or like in the room next to us and I think he was going to the bathroom or something but he got up and either he went to the bathroom and came back or like on his way to the bathroom but he looked in our room and over top of me was a grim reaper just standing there well I guess floating and just looking at me and then all of a sudden he just went into me and I mean I don't remember it happening obviously because I was sleeping and obviously he was terrified but like I that was one thing that happened and like putting all these things together just makes so much sense and then the other thing that happened when I was younger also don't remember how old I was but uh, I was really sick and I had like a fever my mom was trying to get it down I don't know how high it was but I was really sick and I guess my uncle Howard just died I saw him and he came in to the room and he was like okay it's time to go and I was talking to him and she just started freaking out and she's like no don't go and he was just trying to take my hand and have me go with him and she's like no don't go into the light and she was just freaking out and crying bawling obviously because she didn't want me to go and and all that was one of the other things and just all the spirits that we grew up with because like my family farm we have tons of family spirits that are there and we've always seen them there and as a young kid in the barn at night yeah there was always a white (laughs) spirit that would run around scaring the crap out of us Mm mm-hmm it was awful. And oh my God, I would not go in there at all at night unless I had a flashlight or I'd turn the light on real quick mm-hmm. and we wouldn't look at the barn at night. Now knowing, cry. now knowing it's fine, but like <laughs> that, you know, as kids and then the house, but like everything's fine. They're good spirits. We know now well, as like, anybody who doesn't know what you don't exactly. know, you're of course going to be a little bit like, what the hell is that? Oh, you right. know? Right. Once you understand, you're kind of like, Hmm. Well, okay. And then there comes the acceptance. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the five stages of grief. (laughs) Right. At least now we know and we can teach our children and like, don't be afraid. You're good. They're good. Yeah. Teach them how to protect themselves. Teach them how to be loving to all spirits. And, you know, it kind of teaches us to be loving to people too. I feel like Mm -hmm. when you're, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very, that's very yeah, true. Because I feel like the first step of being into spirituality is loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then start your journey. Yeah, exactly. That's like learning how to treat yourself and respect yourself and then learning how to treat other people the same way that you treat yourself. And I For feel sure. like that's what drew me into it. Yeah. You don't know what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all connected. I mean, yeah. you are just another version of the embodiment of this human existence, right? So mm-hmm. really, if I'm loving myself, it's also loving you because we're connected. Mm-hmm. And loving you is loving me, right? <laughs> loving your dog is loving you. And yeah, love. <laughs> love, love for everyone. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing everything, Sam, and for being mm-hmm. here with us. Um, I think, you know, you gave me a couple light bulb moments, so I hope you do the same <laughs> for some, some listeners out there. Uh, If there's anything else you'd like to add, if not, thank you guys so much for joining us and we hope to see you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys for coming. We appreciate you and we love you and we will see you in the next episode. Bye.